Before I get started on today's Mortcast, I'd like to talk to you about Blanchard Family Wines, located between 18th and 19th and Blake and Wazee in beautiful lower downtown Denver, Colorado, just a couple blocks away from Coors Field, right smack dab in the middle of the dairy block. If you like wine, and if you like going out with friends, having a good time, maybe for a nightcap after you go down to one of the great uh, lower downtown restaurants, or if you just are wanting a nice night out, maybe with a significant other or by yourself, Really, Blanchard Family Wines is the perfect place to go in the beautiful, brand-new dairy block. Uh, one of the greatest atmospheres I can think of in lower downtown. Uh, they've got reds, they've got whites, they've got pinot, which is what they specialize in, considering that their their vineyard is in Sonoma County, uh, California. Obviously, pinot is, is the wine of Southern California, but they also have Cabernets. They have Rieslings from a partnership with a Western Slope wine winery, uh, and uh, it's really good. I really usually don't like Rieslings, but it's really, really good. Um, one of my, one of the, one of the better Rieslings I've ever had. Uh, it was really nice. Um, but one of the, more than that, great serving staff and great uh, atmosphere. And I think, it, I, I've said this over and over in this read, but the atmosphere of Blanchard Family Wines is one of the biggest selling points. Uh, it's a great venue and it's a great place to sit chill have fun with friends i've been there many times and i've converted many friends to to uh blanchard family wines and you will be too if you go in they are on facebook and instagram under blanchard family wines once again they are located between 18th and 19th and blake and wazi in beautiful lower downtown denver colorado just a couple blocks away from Coursefield, right in the middle of the dairy block when you go in tell them jeff morton from csg podcast sent you there what is up, everybody? Thank you all for joining me on the latest Mortcast, part of the CSG Network. I'm, of course, your host, Jeff Morton. Um, last night, the Denver Nuggets uh, got themselves behind by 23 points to the thoroughly mediocre San Antonio Spurs. And uh, I, I, I can't call this win that they had because they completed the comeback and won. I can't call this win better than the Utah win when they only had seven players or the win on the road against the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, honestly, the the one against uh, Utah meant the most because it was in division and you were only down seven games. You were only down to seven players. And, and the one against uh, the Bucks was just remarkable just because of the situation. And the Bucks are the best team in the league, uh, or at least have the best record in the league. And uh, those two things coming together for that is is, is a little different. Um, the this win was interesting mostly because of individual performances. Um, this was an individual performance game. Uh, we're going to separate Nikola Jokic. He actually had a greater impact on this game than people understand. He had 19 points and 13 assists, which by itself was really good, plus he had eight rebounds and almost a triple-double, but that, that really he, he had a great impact, but it was two players really who stood out in this game. Uh, Paul Millsap, on his 35th birthday, came out and scored 22 points and I believe in like 19 minutes, roughly. He is on a minutes restriction coming off of his injury and made a huge impact. Uh, he's been coming off the bench uh, since he's come back from his injury, and uh, his spurt at the end of the third quarter into the early part of the fourth quarter was just essential. Um, there were, he when he hit that three to put the Nuggets up three and he did the shimmy, that was like, great, you know, and, and the, the players who call him dad, um, the players really responded to that moment. 
and they really needed to see that. It was great. You know, Paul Millsap has is since he has come to the Nuggets uh, three years ago, two years ago, um, has displayed a kind of a, a an injury proneness that we didn't see any part of his earlier career, and some of that is an indication of age. Uh, he is now thirty five. Um, now that's significantly younger than me, but I'm not a basketball player in basketball years. That's very old. Uh, Alex English scored, uh, 51 points when he was 36. Um, and that is unheard of basically. Um, usually when you start to get into your mid thirties, it's harder to, to really make these, um, bra- uh, you know, these, these performances where you're, you're, um, able to come out and just, dominate, and it's what Millsap did, dominate in the third quarter, uh, specifically after the six-minute mark of the third quarter when the Nuggets were down 23. Really, it was Millsap who took over, and Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray aggravated his ankle again and was going to sit out the second half until he had a phone, famously a phone conversation with his father, who encouraged him to go back out there and tough it out. And uh, he ended up really, really turning on the Jets and coming out and really helping the Nuggets. Um, I have my own thoughts on that um, particular sequence of events, but I will leave that for the end of the podcast. As far as Jamal's performance goes, um, he was he took it over. And, and Jamal, and, and here's my frustration with Jamal Murray. He's always had the capability of doing this, but he rarely does it in a, <clears throat> especially in the early part of the season, um, he was doing it in a Mamba mentality way and not a Jamal Murray mentality way. Um, I, and I will differentiate that by saying Mamba mentality was just do everything. Uh, Jamal, Jamal Murray mentality is lead by toughness. And I think the players respond to that. You know, your best player is Nikola Jokic. And you really need your second best player to be Jamal Murray until Michael Porter Jr. does whatever he's going to do the rest of his career. Um, Jamal had the early part of the season was trying to be Kobe, and he really needed to be Jamal. And I think he had forgotten who Jamal was. Um, and his leadership by toughness, the entire team responds to that. It ain't Michael Malone. All right. It is Jamal Murray, who really has played through injury after injury after injury, and has come out and displayed a will that not a lot of players have in in playing through injury and playing through adversity. Uh, it really is Jamal's kind of brand at this point to be that guy, to be that toughness. Now, obviously, playing through injury can result in bad play, right? But when Jamal flips a switch and turns on his own Murray mentality, not Mamba mentality. Um, he turns into a special player, and what you saw in through the third quarter into the fourth quarter was a guy who just, despite the fact that he was really hurting, came out and did what did what he had to do to make this Nuggets team better. Um, and there were parts where you didn't think he was going to miss a shot and they were really and it wasn't as if it was they went into the two-man game with he and he and Jokic okay and the two-man game is is good because it's a lot of pick and roll a lot of dribble handoff you know go around Jokic's screen go around Murray's screen 
it really is a thing they have developed by themselves. And I said this last year, that is a thing that that Jamal and Jokic have just developed from playing with each other. Right? And that's not a coached thing. Uh, I know that for a 100% fact. That is Jamal and, and Jokic working that out themselves. And there hasn't been a tremendous amount of that this season. They did it a lot in the playoffs last year. But Jokic, and then this is one thing that we need to compliment about Nikola, is that he understands when a guy's hot. And he really, I think he fundamentally switched to the two-man game uh, as soon as he understood how hot Jamal was. You know, Millsap wasn't going to be coming back in because of his minutes restriction. And so they, they really needed that guy. And Jamal took over. And it was it was excellent. It was excellent. And the Murray mentality is different. And I think where Jamal's next evolution will be is to be less like Kobe and more like Jamal. And I think this game against San Antonio, which I said is not... It's it's a good win, but it's not on the level of the Utah and Milwaukee win. Uh, it's a good win against a team you you know. It, it's it's still the Spurs coached by Greg Popovich, so obviously they're going to be fundamentally sound and complain about every time they commit a foul. That's just <laughs> that is that is the Spurs way. But this Nuggets team needed a needed to understand that Jamal was going to be there to do his Murray thing. And this was, I think, the first game I can think of this year where he had that same playoff mentality. Like I said, he had the the Mamba mentality, which is different. Um, the Murray mentality, as he even had on his shirt, uh, is just toughness. It is toughness. And this team responds to that toughness. And when your best players have that toughness, uh, it really is hard to stop. Now, I'm gonna, I said I would talk about him talking to his dad and coming back from that in- injury. Um, there's the flip side of the coin is that um, even though Jamal does always play through injury generally, except for this last time when he had hurt it, really hurt his ankle. It's hard for ankle injury. Let me put it to you this way. It's hard for ankle injuries, kind of like hamstrings, to fully recover until you completely rest them. Unless they are completely rested and 100% healed, they will always be re-aggravated. And it is just the way it is. So if Jamal wants to play, and he came to, and by his own admission, he came back earlier from his injury than uh, uh, was projected. Um it's going to keep hurting. And now, of course, they're going to have the all-star break, which is going to be nine days of rest. Uh, They're playing the Lakers, last game before the all-star break. We'll see how they handle that. We'll see how they do against the Lakers, see how they they perform, see how how generally uh, Jamal Murray performs. Um, This Nuggets team really, I think they could benefit from his... um, same mentality he had against the Spurs, but in, you know, in the back of my mind, I keep thinking, "Man, you got to rest that thing. You have to, because if Jamal is extremely hurting by the time the playoffs are rolling around, he will be no good to them." And 
Jokic, Nikola Jokic, knock on wood, doesn't tend to get the um, severity of injury that everyone else does because you just do the way he plays. Um, he's a little different, but Jamal is kind of like the guy who needs to run run the engine, and he has to adjust sometimes. And I think the Murray mentality is great, but after this All-Star break, he really has to rest that ankle. He has to. That ankle is just going to keep aggravating over and over and over again if it doesn't get healed. Um, I laud anyone who's wanting to and willing to play through injury, but there comes a time when it starts to be a little ridiculous. And maybe Jamal could benefit from this All-Star break and maybe a couple games afterwards to really get that ankle in a better place. Um, it's just, it's one of those injuries. And I think that it's as great as it was that he talked to his dad and his dad told him to get it back out there and, and, and perform. Um, honestly, sometimes that's, sometimes that's a detriment and there are some times that he won't be able to recover from that. Um, and I'm hoping that he's, he takes this time after the Lakers game to really heal that, that, that ankle. Just rest, don't do anything. You know, one of the things about ankle injuries is that it's it's a lot. There's a lot. Of, it's 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 annoying. It is everyone who's had an ankle injury and anyone who has played basketball for any length of time has turned their ankle. They are annoying as hell, and that's the best way to describe an ankle injury. They are annoying, and they really kind of for us normal people. Ankles don't take the stress of athletes. Um, my ankles don't get the same stress as Jamal Murray's. I, I'm not on them all the time. I'm not playing basketball. Um, people who play athletes, people, specifically people who play basketball and things like tennis, uh, things where you're running constantly, um, it is just it's so hard to let the ankle recover. Um, and it's essential. And if the Nuggets are going to do anything in these playoffs, anything, they're going to need Jamal Murray to be as close to 100% as he could possibly be. I know this Nuggets team has a mantra of no excuses, uh, but sometimes they're legit. <laughs> and I think Jamal, after, and maybe even a couple games after this All-Star break, needs to make sure 100% that that ankle is fine. Because, you know, you can have bravura performances like he did uh, this last game, but it's not going to mean anything if he doesn't get it done and if it doesn't get healed because inevitably it's going to wear him down and cause his play to diminish. All right, well, thank you very much for joining me on the latest Mortcast part of the CSG Network. Uh, once again, uh, we'll be having new partners with us and giveaways and all that stuff. It's going to be great, great couple of months here on CSG. Can't wait to tell you all about it soon. Bye-bye.